0: Let's keep talking commodities as the one trade that's been reliable in this market. As crude oil held on to its strength throughout the president's speech today on banning Russian oil, so did gold. As the market faded, that commodity remained high, too. The precious metal continues to work. Cynthia Murphy's back with us, director of research at ETF Think Tank. Cynthia, good afternoon. This market keeps fading on us. Commodities are the only thing that's working. Are they sucking up all the ETF flow?
1: Uh, You bet, because (laughs) we like things that are winning, right? Yes. I mean, last week, uh, from all the numbers that I could see, Commodities ETFs picked up more assets than any other asset class. I mean, I don't remember the last time this happened. I think it goes back all the way to the financial crisis at the earliest, when you saw more money go into commodities ETFs than into equity ETFs, fixed income ETFs, any other category. So it it really is the play that's working. Nothing else is working. So it's not surprising, but it's really rare to see.
0: Okay, so uh, GLD is like the star of the show these days?
1: Yeah, it's not surprising that gold is is the big story because it's It's the inflation hedge. We're worried about inflation. It's a safe haven asset of choice for many people when we have a world, you know, we have war going on. Uh, We have concerns about supply chain. So gold becomes, it goes back to its core, you know, value as the safe haven. So what I think is interesting is, you know, in situations like this, especially on asset class like commodities, where a lot of people tend to just have a satellite position to it, or they don't put a lot of thought into it, you tend to just go to the easy button choice. So GL the first, the, the biggest, the most well-known ETF. But there are other ETFs that are interesting plays. And, and, you know, people who spend a little more time doing some due diligence there can find some interesting opportunities. So in the gold space, uh, the all the asset gathering primarily is GLD. It's the biggest, of course. Um, but if you look at the mini shares GLD GLDM, it's a fund that's really picking up pace here. So it's picked up about three hundred million dollars in the last week. And what's cool about GLDM is that it's exactly like GLD, except that it's giving you a tenth of the exposure to gold. It's one per hmm. you know one per one hundredth versus one per ten ounce your exposure. So it's a diluted exposure. It's a much lower share price, forty bucks versus two hundred bucks. Nice. So it's a much more affordable entry level for Issuers of any size, and it's a lot cheaper. It's a 18 basis points versus 40, so it really is meant to have a broader appeal for uh, issuers of any size. They can access GLDM, and we're seeing as you know assets go into that, which we can only assume is more retail based You know, it's your lower asset base investor, but it's cool to see these ETFs picking up steam. Another one in gold that I mentioned that I also think is interesting is just this idea, as your previous guest was talking. About how you can't do really anything with gold and you can also not generate income with gold. But there are a couple strategies that do just that because they have that covered call overlay. And so, as the gold market is going crazy, you just want to physical gold, you want to hold that, you're going to own that, and that's your best bet. But if the momentum fades, if things stabilize and gold loses that momentum, these gold ETFs that have this covered call overlay become really interesting because then you've got, you're a little bit more buffered on the downside and you're picking up you know, any kind of premium you get from the covered call. So you're creating an income in an asset that doesn't generate income. So GLDX is an interesting fund here because it actually owns gold shares and, and physical gold, but then it gives you this options alternative, which could be interesting if things change
0: in the gold market. Okay, I like that uh, note that you can trade with a little lower price point on GLDM. The mini golds, we're gonna call those, uh, I like it. And then also the the calls overlay, the GLDX, is a pretty interesting approach too, which is not given the same punch in these rallies, but then uh, may not sting quite as hard uh, if uh, the gold does turn around, is the idea, uh, I would guess, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little bit of that. You give up a little bit of the upside, maybe, for that downside protection, uh, but you get that income from the option strategy, which, you know, as we all know, nothing goes up forever. So, you know, it's, it makes that gold position in your portfolio maybe a longer term position from the perspective that it can actually become an income generator in a strange uh, way since gold is not known for yield.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, nice. GLDX, uh, didn't know about that one. So, okay, the, the other side of what's working are all the uh, basic uh, input commodities, grains, and it's been a tricky place to trade ETFs with the uh, wheat uh you know that went bananas crazy uh we also saw that uh rsx too some of these etfs have been getting different halts or cancellations it's a bit of a mess so where are people landing on how they're trading this commodity russia specific boom what's winning out because there's a lot of different ways you could do this
1: yeah, so, so the number one, the easiest vector here is wheat, which the ticker is WEAT, and it is the only wheat ETF. So the, the thing about commodities ETFs is that very few people actually look beyond just a broad strategy or gold or oil. Uh, when it comes to grains, you know, sugar, all this kind of stuff, it tends to like be only very specialized investors. So product issuers don't spend a lot of time developing these products. So in a situation like right now where the story is wheat because of what's happening in the Ukraine, Ukraine being one of the biggest exporters of wheat, there's only one ETF that is your pure play exposure because it invests in wheat futures. And because it's a wheat futures ETF, is structured as a commodity pool, so it runs into position limits. And the demand for this ETF has been so strong that the etf is running into that so he had to quickly file with the sec this week to request approval to issue more shares uh because it's having to halt creations It cannot create any more shares without sec approval because mm. of the position limits in the futures market uh, and the assets are up you know almost 200 percent in in a few days so it's it's a time when you know maybe more etfs would have helped the demand so we tend to see some of that demand go to your broad baskets of ETFs, there's several to choose from, where they invest in anywhere from 14 to 20 different commodities within one ETF wrapper, and that becomes your best option if you can't just go out and buy your wheat ETF directly.
0: Really like that. Uh, if you're not gonna try, if you don't, if you're not interested in getting the specific, you know, wheat exposure, FTGC up 36 percent. One of the biggest winners there and some of the others, too, that are uh, broader in nature. I really like that to Cynthia. I've got to uh, diversify away from GSG a little bit. Thanks, as always, for uh, increasing our ETF knowledge here. appreciate it, Cynthia.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Always. Cynthia Murphy, Director of Research at ETF Think Tank.